This is Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. It's 14 minutes after 4 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Hassan Logat, who is from the Benchmark Foundation. So this week marked a year since a dam burst affecting over 170 homes in Itumeleng and Charlesville Township. According to News24, none of these homes have been restored. According to Times Live, a diamond mine company has approached residents to sign settlement letters. Our next guest unpacks the implications of there being no report being released from government in the past year and how that impacts um, what residents can claim for the damage to their properties to help us understand the rights of the residents in such a disaster. Hassan Logat now joining us on the line. Hassan, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. But just quickly before we deal with um, the recourse available to some of these residents, what do you make of the slow progress? And as I said earlier on, the um, mayor of the Kopanang local municipality, Kolani Ejiliti, telling News24 that one of the reasons that uh, they faced this delay was with the environmental studies and the assessment reports which were delayed. It took about six months, he said, to complete that. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Uh, This is quite common. When the disaster happened, everyone and his dog went there, you know, making promises. And uh, part of the report that uh, my department is looking to supplement what the research department has put out on, on Monday is to check all these promises made. And they were going fast and furious. But in, in effect, when the public eye is away from them, because South Africans tend to, tend to move off from one crisis to another, then we find that this is what happened. Similarly, it happened in Marikana, you know, when there were show houses, et cetera, et cetera. So clearly, yes, it's tragic. And I think that you've got to listen to what the mayor and people on the ground are saying there. But Eldon, if you want, if you want me to, to, to just move on a little bit, I, I've been very concerned that the report one year later about what happened uh, hasn't come out. Now, the Department of Water and Sanitation promised us uh, through the Portfolio Committee that there will be a forensic report, right? They said there will be a forensic report that will come out, and they've already commissioned one. And in that very meeting on the 21st of September in the Portfolio Committee, they said the investigation was being done by MVD Kalahari Consulting. When I checked with the uh, authorities a few days ago before the the deadline, they said, no, this company is not doing it because in some way they were not independent, but that the research was ongoing. Now, the question I ask in terms of best practice, there have been mega disasters in the world. The world woke up to the importance of tailings dams when, when Brumadinho happened in Brazil in 2020 where 270 people died. And at that time, uh, uh, um, of course, untold damage to the land, the the ecology, the animal life, etc. But that report was produced under one year. In 2014, Mount Pauli disaster took place in Canada. That report was done within five months. And I really think we need to stay focused. When local community people are asked to to, uh, uh, sign forms, etc., they are signing in a vacuum. There's no free prior informed consent. You know, they don't know what it is that they... Hi, Hassan, are you still there? Hassan, can you hear us? Hassan, are you there? 
Okay, we, we seem to have lost Hassan there. But I think we got the gist of what he wanted to say there around the delay in this uh, forensic report and releasing the forensic report and also what it is that still needs to be done and still outstanding. Um, Hassan, we lost you there for a second. Yeah, sorry, it's load shedding and uh, it's not my friend. Um, yeah, uh, so, so, Eldon, so what's happening is that, that there's best practice. After Brumadinho, the, the uh, employer bodies, the ICMM, right? They got together and they introduced a global standard of how tailings will be managed, right? And civil society in response introduced the safety first report. In effect, these reports are critical to inform citizens, right? They give citizens the right because these reports that we demand the civil society, that the operating company must publicly make available a report on the failure, including the details, the time, location, impact, etc. But here, the department is doing an independent one. We don't know who the company is. We don't know who yep. the academics are. Any so, other Hassan, one because we, we're running out of time, I just quickly want to get your view on what it is that the Human Rights Commission can do. Because the Human Rights Commission was one of the organizations that responded and said that they're welcoming um, the relief that has been announced at the time. But now we're also facing a situation where people are being denied of their dignity. It is a human the, rights issue. Yeah, the Human Rights Commission also just issued press releases. It says it continues to, to monitor the implementation of relief efforts and they wish that the investigation will take place where corrective and accountable measures to address the disaster will take place. But we have not heard them yet. We have not heard them. They all must account where is this report. Thank you so much for your time. That is Hassan Logat there from the Benchmark Foundation speaking to us about what happened in Yachersfontein a year on. Um, we heard that um, the 171 houses are still under construction and the mayor saying that uh, progress has been really slow on that particular part. But now also the report around what really took place and who needs to be held accountable. 0614-104-107. You can also drop me an X at Aldrin St. Pierre. Our, our studio line is 086 000 2032.